Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Star Wars, Rebels, Moonbeam City, and Ruby. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Yo. Today, Delaney and I are discussing the latest episode of Moonbeam City, uh, Lasers and Liars. It is the, um, I don't know, what episode number this is, sixth episode of the first season of Moonbeam City, although the third produced episode in the, in the series, which is interesting. Uh, we discussed it's amazing uh, that it's the third episode produced or that the or the episode in general both <laughs> okay uh, we've discussed Moonbeam City every week uh, here on the Overly Animated Podcast you can find more about us at OverlyAnimated.com and uh, yeah as always our Moonbeam City podcasts unlike our, our other regular television coverage are not may not be suitable for younger audiences much like the show we are covering lasers and liars let's get right into it delaney what did you think of this absurd as usual episode of moonbeam city it was amazing oh my god it's everything i've ever wanted it's like a whole episode about pizzazz it's perfect so great there was even like very little dazzle like what a quality perfect episode there was relatively little dazzle like it was great and then like it just just all of it, like everything this episode was amazing. Uh, and there was Chrysalis and Pizzazz stuff, like it just a great episode. This is like, I've been waiting for this episode, I didn't think I'd get it, this is amazing. Yeah, this this was, uh, I mean, every week, it's the show just seems In like... In mythology, we know music now, we, we understand <laughs> vaguely what the heck is going on. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the episode, I think, the crazy backstory for beam city i appreciated that a lot um every week this show seems like it is the most absurd thing and here again it was just incredibly crazy um here we have just a ton of great elements that i think make up probably the best episode of the show so far um i mean the focus on pizzazz is interesting i don't think that's um inherently strong or not strong um pizzazz's sisters function pretty well in the episode uh, it's good to get into her more. She seems like a character now, uh, Pizzazz. And um, we we get, you know, as you mentioned, a mythology for the the show, which is um, it, which is fittingly absurd, and uh, I think it works very well. Um, we get uh, probably. I mean, this, I think at this point it's very it's evident that the strongest part of the show is Red, which is kind of crazy, but. <laughs> He's he's the only one who's consistently like funny and inventive. His plot lines and here, um, Rad is just incredibly absurd, and they just keep going for like ten minutes with with this one concept for him. That's so atypical for the show. Usually, like the show can't stay put for more than a minute before it has to move on to the next crazy thing. And this Rad plot line is just they. It's one concept and it's um, funny, and they stick with it for a while. And kudos to them for not uh doing the typical moonbeam city thing um so i think that worked really well and it grounded the episode it really did yeah i agree with because the stuff that was happening with the pizzazz's main plot was uh, definitely absurd and hard to follow but uh but uh we also most importantly have chrysalis being me and I think that you are not Chrysalis anymore. I think Chrysalis <laughs> is now me because she uh, has a proprietary checklist system. <laughs> and I was very, I felt, I felt her so much here in this one. It was, it was, uh, I connected on a deep level with Chrysalis here. So I had to love this episode. Uh, 
yeah, like what do you what do you think's the highlight for you? Do you think uh pizzazz? What do you think when you remember watching the episode last night? Do you think it's the pizzazz oh, plotline? Yeah, the pizzazz plotline. I don't know, like the dad and like the crowd like being cryogenically frozen and just I mean, I mean, yeah, the mythology too. Like that is just like, when, were we? No one was expecting to get like a background on Moonbeam City. Like what? It's such a good idea, though. Like, thank you for doing this because we've been talking about: is the show in the future? Is it in the eighties? Why are there just random lasers everywhere? And now we get the most absurd possible plotline. Um, yeah, let's go over this. So Pezaz is Maybe a the, husband's, the husband's correct. The husband's too. Yeah. If there if there's a quote unquote problematic part of the episode to me, it's what they end up doing with that plot line. But it's like not even on the same level as last week's badness, so it's it's fine. Uh, let's let's go over the the what we learned about the mythology of the show. Pizzazz is a Harris to the laser fortune, apparently. Um, she's she's like daddy. The laser ball. The laser ball. Yeah, they're having that, which didn't make sense at first. I, did you did you understand that this was a name, like? I don't. I don't no. know. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. This it. it then, was like it made no sense until halfway through the episode. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, lasers, cool. Lasers, cool. Yeah. Um. What do we know the dad's name? I don't remember. It was something absurd. He struck a laser. There were laser wells, a laser empire, and it made a glittering metropolis. But the sisters inherited it, and then like she, she then listed off what the sisters did with the lasers and it was just things we actually think of lasers doing uh which are apparently the bad things for them and um now the city is crime ridden because they used lasers for how we think of lasers being used and not for what like what were they used for before lighting up the city like, yeah, like I don't... <laughs> that didn't make no, any that's, sense that's what i really enjoy is like you completely feel for pizzazz and like even and, like and the dad's like pizzazz is like my favorite kid, but then the entire time you're like, I don't understand what they did. That was so wrong. It seems like, like they like, just what? had more practical uses for it, but but apparently not. I mean, obviously we're using lasers to stand in for like oil here, but it didn't seem like it was an energy source or anything. Well, no, I think that's what it was. I think it's kind of going off of like you're wasting precious lasers. I just, it might not have come off as well as they intended. We definitely did not uh, have them explicitly or implicitly beyond like the connection saying that this was powering anything. I think, but it could have been. No, well, I think I think that was like the intention. It might not have just. I'm not sure if it was the intention. I I feel like the intention was to be vague, or at least I hope it was. You know, Um, like I think that's smarter. But you know, what? Okay, what do you think of? Yeah, beyond this, which is incredible and gives. Uh, great depth to the show and it makes sense this was the third produced episode that they would establish the backstory here but they didn't air it yeah. until now so that's a, a little unfortunate uh what well, do we... i think i think airing it after the other pizzazz episode was a good idea um it it <laughs> what this does they talk about it in the av club review actually this week by let's mention that by jesse hassan hassinger and um the weekly plug and airing it now like lessens the blow from last week's kind of badness so i guess that's a good thing however um one of the bad parts of last week's was that if you take this character we know who is isn't even developed and um, maybe it's worse because she wasn't a character yet there um so i'm not sure uh yeah I don't know i don't well i don't think it would have been any better really like probably not any better but and at the very least this takes the bad taste out of your mouth so maybe that was a strategic airing by comedy central i'm not sure um what do we think of uh pizzazz's uh what three four sisters how many are there four 
Um, the main one being uh, Panache and to dazzle um, kind of dates for like a day. How? how when, what's the timeline for this episode? <laughs> Was it oh, a day? Knows. I think it's like a day and a half, maybe. So we have Panache, Charisma, Sophistica, and Accoutrement. Or is it accoutrement? I don't know. Accoutrement. Yeah, a little bit of ambiguity on her name. So, what what do we, what do we think of these characters? They're awesome. Like it's really funny. I don't know. It's just great. I, I, they just I, have like these terrifying power sisters. Yeah, and uh, it's it's. I mean, their names are are good, and then um, they're you don't expect to, like have a as a detailed thing for each one i guess for me the best thing they did with them was eventually the uh the increasingly absurd things with their slapping arms i feel like that really worked the slap fight oh my god yeah but one of them took steroids to enhance their slapping arms and then one of them had a bionic slapping arm and that was great the bionic slapping arm. no it was a bionic like slapping blade I'm slapping like, blade <laughs> yeah uh this uh, that was like that in a normal episode of this show, that would have been like only the second thing they did out of five. But here it was like, good. It was they saved it for the end, and I think that worked a lot better, and that was really good. Oh yeah, it was just like, what is going on? And they kind of built it up really well because, like, for whatever reason, everyone's getting slapped in this episode. Oh really? Interesting. I don't know if I was I was uh, consciously aware of the sl- increasing slaps. You know, they were, like, just... I mean, it just was very, like... Because that hadn't really happened before in, like, the show yet. Like, people being slapped, like, frequently. Nice uh, thematic element of uh, slapping in this episode. Slapping. Ooh, good job. Uh, What do you think of uh, Pizzazz's relationship with her cryogenically frozen father in here? She calls him... She calls him daddy a lot and stuff, yeah. Yes. I enjoy it. It's great. Like, Pizzazz has a heart. Apparently, yeah. I don't know, and I just, I thought it was really sweet at first because like she's like, why didn't anyone tell me? And I was like, oh, all four possess. Yeah, that was that was the most uh, sympathetic thing she's done probably, other than yeah. Uh, okay, so we have we have that. Okay, and then another section of that plot, I guess, is the husbands um, and Dazzle, and Dazzle does kind of get relegated for for most of this, and he's um, although he has the intro and the ending, I guess so. Oh, yeah. What do we think of this intro to the episode, with her, which are like st- street cams of Dazzle going, um, and then what, what was the, I didn't understand what this was, the... Uh... Okay, 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 I finally figured it out, it took me a little bit, so it's Slut Burger, yeah. so like, it's like a food truck, but then, like, obviously it's called Slut Burger, there are other things going on, but like, yeah, they actually serve food, so like... <laughs> People were upset because they really liked Slut Burger for like various reasons. See, I thought I heard Slop Burger, but it's I guess Slut Burger. I, don't, I could have been wrong. I heard I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't see. I feel it's like, just, like it, concept didn't make sense for a little bit. Finally, I understood what they were saying, and I was like, oh. Like it makes more sense if like well, the, what they usually do with Dazzle is have him uh, just uh, fucking like anyone, regardless of whether or not. Yeah. That's the typical function of them, right? So I don't, I don't know if this needed to be, this needed to be uh, a specific thing that other people do. It's just like a thing that dazzle. Well, 
well, there could have been, there also could have been a chance that that's not what it was about. It was literally a restaurant, and then that happened. That's what I yeah. That's kind of how I interpreted it, which was really baffling. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't get this. At no, all. it was really confusing. I mean, and of course, I didn't even understand they served food. Like I, the comments he was making, I was like, "What the hell, Dazzle?" And then finally, when Pizzazz was like yelling at him, I was like, "Oh, yeah." It was very. The intro was like it was funny and like I enjoyed how it looked different, but it was just like I don't understand what's going on. It was it was, it was very weird. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the husbands. Okay. What do you think of this? Uh, these husbands uh, of uh, the the sisters and I don't know what their the main notable thing about them is, but well, I, I thought it was an inter- it was entertaining because like usually we have like the rich husbands and then the like trophy yeah. wives. Yeah. Funny like twist on that, and also it goes well with like Rad's storyline too, like. Like, because he's talking to, like, those rich men, and I don't know, it just, it matches up well, and I thought it was funny, like... Are you saying wealth, wealth is the theme of this episode? The shocker. Wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked this, I like these, uh, trophy husbands for, for most of it, until the end, um, when the show, uh, kind of, I think the show has a problem with putting its foot in its mouth, but, um... Like it, it's uh at the end they're like the castration procedure is virtually painless and um like if I as as someone who is um not able to personally take offense for things that a lot of things that I get upset over like uh, sexism things I, I I'm gonna get upset over them but can't necessarily personally take offense this is one like the one thing I can personally get. Uh, offended at the because, one thing yeah so taking making fun of uh males that don't meet the society the societally prescribed uh, uh masculine um label that i am personally offended by this joke i like I'll, it doesn't matter that much like i don't really care about it but it was it was a little um took a it took a little wind out of the sails for that for me well the part i got like out of that like kind of like the reverse of what you said, because, like, obviously I'm not a male, but what uh, the part that got was for me, it was like that um, women who are like this, like, like it kind of was talking about how it's kind of like uh, it's it's a rude commentary on women also like that, you know, oh, you have like the harpy, you know, witch wife or like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, the, the sisters definitely fit like the typical um kind of a mean uh mean inherent like which which that didn't bother me as much as like that line did because then it was like oh it's implying like does that make sense like that actually upset me more than like their interactions with each other which line The, the castration part like that's what that like that part oh yeah they oh so it's like it's from the angle of um it's uh they have to you know have complete control over their husbands but i feel like that was also kind of implied by the rest of the episode too oh um, no it was yeah you just the line made it worse yeah I, I would agree with that it's it's not i don't think this is nearly on the same level as last week's stuff but uh it's it's annoying i guess <laughs> i would prefer like, like I... In, it, I think in its efforts to go for the show to go beyond, you know, keep going past the typical jokes and stuff, um, they're going to run into this a lot. And I think they need to figure out where to put up the wall before it because it, it's not necessarily the problem isn't that it's offending anyone, you know, like if the show wants to be offensive, it can be the typical, you know, adult comedy offensive show. Yeah. The problem is that it takes me out of the episode and I'm not going to be laughing at it if I'm taken out of the episode. So that's yeah. that's the big problem, criti- like critical quality wise with it. Yes. 
And then also, like, granted, that also wasn't nearly as bad was, like, the period jokes, which at first yeah, that, that annoyed that me. I was like, are you serious? Was there more than one? There was one that was obvious in the beginning with uh, Dazzle. Well, yeah, making. the obvious. Well, then also, like, like that the diverted rage and the, uh, like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Like, oh, my God, really? Like, can, you, can we not? Like, yeah. basically, you know, the, like, angry woman being, like, because they, 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 they were actually hinting at it before Dazzle said that. Which I mean, I'm used to having to read, having to deal with like these kinds of like di- this kind of dialogue and stuff like that. So as you know, a girl gets mad and they are like, "Oh, are you on your period?" Like, I'm gonna punch you in the face, and it has nothing to do with my period. I'm just gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, I guess the show was. I mean, I think that the show would obviously say that it's trying to spoof this this concept in in shows, right? Yeah. No. Well, it was well, at the end. It wasn't so bad when they said diverted rage because, like, there actually was another reason. It wasn't because she was on her period. It's because, like, her sisters are crap. Yeah. And then, um, do do you think the show it, succeeds at, at at parodying it? I do, and I that, well, the funniest part, like, Dazzle's line obviously was annoying, but then he like obviously didn't understand what it was, which was kind of like the funny part. Like, he kept saying it, but he didn't know what he was talking about. Like he had no concept of what it was. Like it, she appears like who appears to visit every month. Like he had no idea what he was talking about, and it was kind of <laughs> so. so like, da- you're saying Dazzle that. does not understand what a period is? Is that? No, he didn't. Like he was like <laughs> she appears to visit every month, and then of course like the abortion like joke, which was in poor taste. But you know, it, it, the fact that Dazzle delivered it made it, I guess, okay. I don't know because he's like except for, and the fact that he was aware, like what, like Dazzle, why are you like? How do you know about, like, because it has his periods? Like, why are you, like, what? Because he was, like, listing the months, and I was like, what are you doing? See, I don't remember this at all. Wow. I guess I guess enough happened in the episode that I just don't remember the beginning of yeah. it. But uh, that seems like something Dazzle would do, honestly. Uh, <laughs> it was really funny. What Okay, let's do our weekly check-in on uh, Dazzle. What do we think of his function within this... Um, you know, within this uh, husband's club. Uh, and, uh, I mean, in the beginning he was dating um, Panache and he has this whole thing with her and stuff like that. What do you, we we have our recent co- Dazzle competency check. And last week we kind of said Dazzle is professionally competent, but socially incompetent. Do you think this episode supports that? Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. If, granted, this is also like, this is also just different. Dazzle really wasn't there a lot. Like he just really wasn't in the episode very much. Yeah. Granted, we're gonna have to backtrack on the professionally competent because he let a um, child predator return to the walls. Of the pre- <laughs> have it. That was so good. I loved that gag. But he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like conscious that he was doing it though. So I feel like that's not incompetency. Yeah. He just didn't care. He doesn't. Yeah, he just doesn't care. I mean, he said, "Meet me He's back like, here later." Back free. Like what? <laughs> That was great. He's like, "Oh, I arrested this. Yeah, this. Uh, well, I don't. I, I could find the exact line, but it was, it was, it was great." Um, it was just like, what? So, what do we think of you know Dazzle being on the sidelines here? Good move. I definitely a good move. Like it, like, and it was also funny because then Dazzle would be like, "Hey, Pizzazz, you know, friend from work." <laughs> Pizzazz was just like gonna like kill him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it functioned. He functioned really well in this episode, like kind of being on the sidelines, but like still like doing like dazzle things. Yeah, I think he. I think he functioned well. He wasn't like in the past. He's kind of been this almost negative force on the episodes, whereas all the other characters are gelling really well. Um, and I think he, since he's the main character, you have to get him to a point where he can be the lead in episodes and and function well. And maybe this doesn't help you get to that point, but at least for this episode, it it, it worked. 
It was also kind of cute, too, because he was, like, really concerned about pizzazz the entire time. Uh, interesting. Do you think, do you think like, he was? Not the entire time, but, like, he was like, oh, I'm going to have to go rescue them from pizzazz. And then he was like, oh, no. Like, I don't know. It was just really cute. Oh, yeah. Once he saw her being attacked by them. Yeah. So like, do you think this will improve their relationship in the future? I guess not, since this was the third episode. <laughs> and, I mean, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's... So I think Dazzle functioned well here to be determined in the future. Let's talk about Rad. Um, so this Rad plotline is literally just Rad, for some reason, thinks he needs to pretend to be rich and then has to prove it to these three guys, and then it just completely escalates in... Um, it's not even that it escalates. It just keeps going in the same thing. Like he it just goes on forever. He has to, yeah, he has to convince them of, uh, that he owns the boat and then he has to I mean, sing. They basically yeah. abducted him. <laughs> and then he like, they, it's, it's just, it's what a great decision to have them like believe him the whole time. Um, you know, that's the best part until finally at the end where like the most absurd thing happens and yeah. then they're like, no, bye. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the one thing that that convinced them that it's nothing. And so he had to, you know, it uh, convinced them of the boat and then he had to sing the thing and then he had to go there. And then it talks about blues records for the entire time. And he just had to keep listing it off. And the best part about this is, uh, and this is why I think Rad's the strongest character on the show right now is they've done it twice. Now, the last episode too, where Rad has clearly had an option to just get out of it. And, and he just, he just does it. he's just incapable of, like, he needs to, he feels the need to prove himself, even though it's obvious that he's just listing things off, like, he's just listing things off that he's seeing. And for some reason, his character, like, needs to keep going with it. And it happened last week with the, <laughs> you can walk out of here now if you can't make the, you know, if you can't make the drugs. And this is a great, uh, great, another aspect of that. Rad is just such <laughs> no, a delight right now. Yeah. Um it's uh i i think this is playing to a character strength like with that uh, element of him i think this is playing to will forte's strength i think this is kind of a classic will forte thing here and um it's it, it, I'm, I'm worried about rad becoming being lost in his voice actor too much but uh at least here it functioned really well yeah no definitely it was just fantastic Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what do what do we have to? I mean, there's not much to comment on. It's just uh, continued, like yeah, no, and just, just and just then oh, it was crazy. It's 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 just absurd because he keeps saying things and then the guys believe him, but it's also his just apparently things that exist. In... Oh yeah, his wife died on the boat fire too. That was great. Yeah. Dorothy. Yeah. What? On his daddy's yeah. three princesses boat, which is his. Balls in his penis, yeah. That was a good, good save. Good save, Fred. <laughs> right, and then he just like, and then the guy rushes up and he punches him into the ocean. Yeah, that was great. That was the equivalent of um, Dazzle throwing the the body into the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> just quickly taking care of it. Rad, that's the thing. Rad kind of remains competent too throughout all of this. It's like obviously Rad can just um, do like he he worms his way into like the this yacht club or whatever, right? Um, just bullshitted the entire episode it was beautiful yeah that's the he bullshitted the whole episode and that was just a great use rad just has had the best uh, he between the dolphin um plot line with rad with him last episode being the drug lord which isn't, wasn't even one of the top three strongest ones and then him um with uh, on crime busters him recounting the entire his recounting of what happened was incredible too so like uh keep playing to your strengths keep having rad as a as the entire b plot on his own i think that's a good idea 
great. Just read on dumb adventures. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh, quickly run through notes, notable jokes that I missed. Um, what do you, do you think this? Okay, pure humor wise, do you think this uh, was? Where do you think this ranked on the other episodes? Like funniness, obviously subjective, but. Uh, I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. I, not necessarily like the like the funniest episode ever, but because I mean, it was. I'm not gonna say it was plotty, but like it was much more like. I don't know, like not serious i don't know how to like it just wasn't like laugh out loud funny i guess yeah oh i found one of my favorite it's i agree it's it wasn't the most laugh out loud but it was like pleasantly funny you know the entire rad plotline wasn't necessarily laughing at but it was just 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 uh (laughs) pleasant to watch i guess um uh dazzle says oh and there's this dangerous predator living in the walls of a preschool ignore him and then later after um and the best part is when uh they cut to when Panache comes in, hello, little sister. And then they have reaction shots and they end the segment on the uh, Predator's surprised face. And that was great. Um, oh, no. I, I, the, be, like, the funniest thing where all the sisters have different shadows. You keep, I keep not noticing this. I'm really missing out on a oh my fundamental God. aspect of the you're show missing, here. Like, you're missing like the best visual gag in the whole Yeah, thing. I keep like, missing this. Like, I don't know. Like, it makes me so happy. Like, one of them was like a diamond, and like I was just dying, like because it was really funny. The first time I noticed, like they flashed to like um, Panache, and it was a uh, like hers are like vertical, and then like hers are like opposite to um, Pizazz's. But then like the sisters all show up, and they're all like different shapes. Like I think one was like a square, and then one was like a diamond. Like it's so great. Like the visual, the visual get like. That gag is my favorite thing. Like, I will never not laugh at it. Like, it's so funny. This is this is the Mabel sweater of of the show. Just yeah, things I don't so notice. Funny. Yeah. Okay. That's so, how do you not notice Mabel sweater? I mean, I'd be able to eat. Them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't notice either of these things. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So there you go. I mean, I I believe you all. It's. I need to. I might rewatch it just for that. Like to see because like, that seems really good. The scene where they all show up, like that's like that's where they they go around the room and they do the shadows. It's amazing when they're each in their corner and the thing. No, not yeah, in the corner, not the mantle room, but like when oh, they not all, in like, oh, okay, not the mantle room, okay. Um, when they all appear and they that's when they introduce their names and like every they flashed every single one of them their shadows on their faces and it's so good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, we need to talk about. I, I mentioned it in the intro, but Chrysalis, uh, Chrysalis wants to do security. I'll do it. It'll give me a chance to trap my pre- proprietary checklist system. It uses uh, color coded Roman numerals. <laughs> yes, yes, so, and then. And then later she susses out Dazzle on top of the shoulders of uh, the old woman. Yeah. So Chrysalis, oh my goodness. I don't know. I guess she's just a combination of us because that was me there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we'll get back. I have something else to Chrysalis to talk about in a minute. But let me keep going through the um, the notes looking for looking for other gags that I missed. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the names. It was the names. I feel like were not obvious to to pick up on accoutrement. That's an. I guess that's the it's supposed to be the funniest one. You know, um, well known. Uh, the whole with the the. Oh yeah. So the oh I missed the best part of the rad gag, which is uh, they get the jazz the blues expert there. And and he says uh, you have to have this guy in your connection. And Red says no, that's a well known fake. So he's like, what comes over him that he would need to try to prove 
he needs he needs to have the ultimate credibility. Yeah, and then the other guys are like, "This makes me question." Yeah, like, what? <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, and then at the end, the wait, what, what was the what was the name of um of this wait, thing? Something at the end? Je- Jeff Je- Jefferson. I, I don't even remember. Jimmy Jimmy Jefferson or something like that. Yeah, and <laughs> just the rat. It's not that just the rat has to get by. He has. He feels like he has to have the ultimate credibility too among them. It's it's so I know, good. It's like has to be right. Yeah, even though he's the entire time he's like he just he's so committed yeah oh uh now when the pizzazz's dad at the end now i've or pizzazz now i've broken your heart again and she's like literally picking up the shard the fragment of his heart yeah and that when he breaks that is so funny like you're not supposed to laugh but he like shatters no he's you're supposed to laugh at that that's yeah that was great and his his mouth segment is talking it's great yeah so good um yeah that was um and yeah, that was that was uh, a good uh, for the running through the show notes. Um, okay, how about we're checking in on our pizzazz and chrysalis segment of the week because uh, this is apparently a thing now. They spoke like three times. Well, the main thing is that uh, pizzazz says "back off, girly," and then chrysalis says "whoa, I'm not a threat to you." So an- analyze yeah. that. So, obviously, she's not a threat to her because they're going to end up together and she loves her, clearly. No, okay, like, what is actually with that, that dialogue, though? Well, uh, what are they spoofing here? I don't even here? know, I'm not a threat to you, what? what is, like, it's the weirdest dialogue. I guess they're making fun of, um, like, the perception that businesswomen are territorial in these type of shows. Yeah. Like the alpha woman like, yeah. joke. yeah. I, think I, that's I, what it was. I guess that's what it is. Uh, what do we think of um, Pizzazz not wanting to give the security lead to Chrysalis? I don't know. She only like, reluctantly was, does it at the end. Yeah. Like I was a little confused by it. I don't know. Like it doesn't even make sense in like the period joke context either. Like I don't know. Yeah. I was I was I missing guess, out on the I was missing out on this episode on two levels too. I didn't pick up on all the period jokes either. Um, well, I, it was the, the uh, I guess because usually she like immediately goes to Chrysalis, so now they're like, I guess this was like the backtrack moment. I guess, yeah. Oh, two other things I want to mention. One is the uh, amulets. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Uh, what? The laser amulet, which blows up the boat. Yeah, that was greatly absurd. I loved that. He's like, use this to kill one of your sisters. Okay, Dad. It it uh it, it escalates properly at the end of the episode. That's like typically also, what the show would do. Also, family in fortune is in blues records. Or was that just a diversion because the amulet is the family fortune? But then it blows up, so no, right? No, like I'm pretty sure it was like he invested in blues records, and then well, he says that. Yeah, I, I I guess I like that that connects the two stories, and then um, Rad is outside there at the end too. That's that's the other thing I wanted to say um, when I was stuttering for like three minutes earlier but it's uh yeah it's i like that the b plot actually connects to the a plot I, I, we've talked about yeah. this with um one of the shows we cover i don't even know which one but it's uh we the connecting the connecting plot like oh rick and morty this was a big thing i had with rick and morty when the b plot actually connects with the a plot but and it yeah. actually does it here um i think that also worked last episode properly too though so i don't know yeah okay well, the, well. last thoughts on lasers and liars why is it called oh li- and liars? Well, I guess because the sisters were lying. Is I, I'm assuming this is a play on it, some other title. Um, Blank and liars. I don't know. Who knows? 
what what last thoughts on this episode it was amazing and pizzazz like oh my god a pizzazz episode best best episode of the show i don't know if it's the best episode of the show but it's certainly my favorite okay interesting i think it's best and probably favorite next week is copcon during the CopCon police oh, event, Zazzle and Pizzazz enjoy their annual romantic tryst. What? 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 <laughs> with the Moonbeam City, P- with the Moonbeam City PD absent, the cr- the criminal element literally cleans up the town. Okay, that we have that to look forward to. Um, and then apparently, I think there's only episode, but like on crack. I think there's only two episodes left, so we will see. No, I'm not sure though. What am I gonna do? No pizzazz. Yeah, I know. Gonna just have to watch uh, Elizabeth Banks and other things then, I guess. Darn it. Well, I mean, that's not really a downside, but... <laughs> Gonna have to watch... Uh, uh, what's it called, too? Oh, Pitch Perfect 2, like, constantly. Fine. <laughs> that's your punishment <laughs> now. Okay. She's direct- <laughs> She's directing the third one, too. That was news this week. Um, okay. I'm Dylan Nice, and that's Delaney Stelval. You can find out everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, and Jamie, aka Hannah, Fever, Mitch Cordell, University of Beatrice, Strange, Buzz Like Your Mailman. We'll be back covering New Beam City next week. Our next podcast is Sunday, uh, for the second episode of the third volume of Ruby. And, um, Ooh. and, uh, next week's podcasts are looking like just rebels moonbeam city and ruby because uh who knows when the next gravity falls is or steven universe that's great <laughs> we'll have fun sure. with that yeah we'll, we'll see apparent there's an article saying there is a gravity falls at the end of november i'm aware of that it doesn't mean it's the next one though so we'll see yeah. uh last thoughts no you good pizzazz is bay pizzazz is bay okay um I think I'm firmly on Chrysalis's Bay now. After after this okay, list this list fair. incident. <laughs> it's fair, okay. <laughs> well we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.